Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Happy Football Friday, QP Nation, QP Sports Exchange, back on the air again. It's your host, Vince. Well, we are here. It is the week. It is two days before the big game. We have all your information on that. We're going to tie up some loose ends on the Rams and Detroit Lions trade earlier in the week. We're also going to hit on something that's pretty special to a lot of people's hearts. And we will also get into the dilemma of maybe being impatient in the NFL. So we have a big show for you today. I'm glad that everybody's aboard. QP Nation, you know your boy was not feeling it over the weekend. Last weekend had some issues. He was under the weather. Now he's back, the energy is back, and we have to go. QP Nation, QP Sports Exchange is here with Football Friday. I know y'all can feel it. It's a big week for your boy. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with a little, tie a little bow on the Rams and the Detroit Lions trade of last week. I'm going to give you some news that maybe you know, maybe you don't know, but I hope that, uh, it kind of illuminates the situation a little bit better for us and paints a better picture. The first and foremost thing in this trade, again, is that the Lions got Jared Goff, and they got a couple first-round picks uh, for 2022 and 2023 and a third-rounder this year. And the Rams got Matthew Stafford. Okay, so that's the trade again. So let's give you a little background on this trade in its entirety because a lot of people are looking at it going well that's it right no look at it from the Rams perspective all right in 2016 the Los Angeles Rams gave the Tennessee Titans two first round picks two second round picks and two third round picks for the opportunity to draft Jared Goff with the first overall pick now The Rams needed a face to the franchise when they were looking to relocate back to L.A. Okay, so they were looking at Goff or Wentz. They decided Goff, you know, we'll we'll look at this draft in its entirety at some point. I told you that I wanted to do some type of redraftables. We're going to work on something like that. I want to get some contributors to help out. And I got some people on Instagram that I can hit up that I want to definitely bring into this conversation. But look out for that. So the Rams needed a franchise face so they could come back to the La La. Now you fast forward five years. We're present day now. So the Rams gave Detroit two first rounders in 2022 and 2023 as well as a third rounder this year. To get rid of Jared Goff. So all together. Okay. All together for one player. Not Matthew Stafford. But for Jared Goff. They've given up. Nine. Day one. And day two picks. For Goff. Some to acquire. And some to shed Goff from the roster. So looking back. On what the Rams gave up to get Jared Goff. 
out of the six picks for the Titans, only one has really made a significant contribution. And that one is none other than one of the best running backs in the game, King Henry, Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. He was he was coming out of Alabama at that present time in 2016. Shouts out to you, Derrick Henry, on your incredible year again. And he was actually the second of the second round picks. He wasn't a first rounder, okay? So you didn't use your first rounder on the guy who is actually really has changed your franchise. I mean, if you look at the Tennessee Titans, when I think of the Tennessee Titans, I think of Derrick Henry. That's who I think about. I don't think of uh, the lineman, (laughs) Coleman, that they got in the first round. I don't think of him. I don't think of uh, Davis, the wide receiver, they got in the first round the year after. I don't think of him. I think of Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry is the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like Derrick Henry is literally the heartbeat of that franchise. So all until they got all these picks and the one thing that worked out was Derrick Henry, which is a great thing because he literally is the tone setter of that team. All right. So if one of the six turns out to be, you know, Derrick Henry, I guess you feel good about that. You would have liked to have hit better on the picks that you got by trading out of that slot. All right. So I say all this to tell you that don't get caught up in the draft hall or the lack of draft equity that the teams give up for these um, coveted players, right? The moral of this story is do not miss out, don't miss when you target the player. That's the big key, okay? The Rams have actually been phenomenal in this situation, okay? When you give up a significant haul, you got to make sure that guy is worth it. All right, so if you think about it, the Rams at one point in time gave up picks to get Brandon Cooks. Did it work? Well, yeah. I mean, he really was a real big piece of the offense. You think a couple years back, it was Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup, And he was getting 1,000 yards. Now, he couldn't stay healthy, and that was the problem with Brandon. So they moved on from him, but... For one year, he was a really significant piece of the offense. So now, they've given up picks for Jalen Ramsey. Well, you know what? The two first-round picks that you gave up for Jalen Ramsey looks like a good deal now, right? I mean, the dude is awesome. He's pretty much the best corner in the league. You can talk about uh, Stephon Gilmore and a couple other cats, but it's him And like three other dudes. But they're all in that conversation. So late first round pick or mid, you know, mid to late first round pick for Jalen Ramsey doesn't look like that bad of a deal now. So now they test that theory one more time and they get Matthew Stafford. So Les Need has done such an incredible job on being right more often than being wrong. So I'll leave you with that. QP Sports Exchange has to pivot a little bit from football Friday. There was a huge deal in Major League Baseball today. And it set seismic ripples through all of baseball. Trevor Bauer, the Cy Young Award winner, has signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
<laughs> Trevor Bauer has signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's three years. It's 102 mil. Here's the problem with all of this situation. Woo. That's so wrong. All right. So they now have a rotation of Walker Bueller, Trevor Bauer, Clayton Kershaw, David Price, and Julio Urias on their team. That's it's so wrong. I mean, literally, because literally you could have an injury to your to your pitching staff and be okay. Because all them dudes, you know, whatever you think of Kershaw, now he's in the number three slot. You know what I'm saying? He's facing like your number three guy. Clayton Kershaw is a Hall of Famer. And whether you want to stack up who you who you got, who whose pitching staff you want to put next to that? Like what? Houston's? Washington? Does Washington want some of this? Hey, um, New York, how you feeling right now? You didn't get him. So it's DeGrom, Noah Syndergaard, and who? Man. So the Dodgers got Mookie Betts and David Price last year and really didn't give up their their real, like, gems in the farm system, right? So they turn around this year and they just say, you know what? We're the big boy on the block, and we're just going to buy Trevor Bauer. The kid's from UCLA. He's coming home. This is an excellent pickup. I've been waiting on this. We don't talk a lot of baseball, um, unfortunately, because of the fact that Baseball has just become so crazy with the uh, home runs and the strikeouts and whatever. I mean, if they mixed in some triples and some uh, stolen bases, this game would be a lot better off. But, I mean, you have a kid that last year put up historic numbers, and he seemed to have really found himself. So, kudos to the Dodgers. Good luck to the National League. And by the way, the Padres did all those moves in the offseason. You made all these changes. And they just picked up one guy and said, division over, probably National League over, and most likely World Series over, out. 2021 baseball season, out. I don't have to worry about it, right? ridiculous all right QP Nation we're back and we're back to football Friday that was some big news in the baseball world, so we had to get that out. So we didn't want to have to drop an emergency pod like we did for Jared Goff going to Detroit and Matthew Stafford coming back to the Rams, to the la-la. So we're going to move on to Miami. And I want to get into this a little bit because there seems to be a lot of rumblings. Now, it's been, uh, it's been two weeks now. And there are just swirlings that in the corridors of the Dolphins complex that there are some people in the organization that want to move on from Tua Tagovailoa. Now, the Dolphins have the third pick overall, which is Houston's pick that they got in a trade for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills. We talked about that for Archive Pod, folks. And so they do have the draft capital if they want to go ahead and make that move for Deshaun Watson. But I want to I wanna kind of put a little damper on that. And I also want to just tell people just kind of pump the brakes. Pump the brakes on throwing away Tua so early. Listen, you didn't walk into last year going, hey, we're probably close to a playoff team. Right? A couple of things bounce our way. We're a playoff team. Last year was supposed to be about development of Tua. And health of Tua. Anything on top of that was gravy. 
So Miami, again, I'm going to tell you to take a deep breath. Woo-sah. All right? Now, Tua has had his struggles in his first year. And I know, Miami, you're watching the Chargers' Justin Herbert. And you're saying, wait, wasn't our guy better in, in college than Herbert? Wasn't Tua better? Yeah, he was. Was he better last year? No, he wasn't. Is that terrible? No. Don't trip. Wait. Calm down. Alright? Don't panic. Don't start saying what's going on. Here's the deal. Um, before all, the, all this went down and the possibilities of of the playoffs started and whatever was dancing in your heads in South Beach, you were not a good football team. So the Dolphins' new coaching staff, or now, what is it, year three, is going into year three, they just deserve a lot of credit. Because, one, they're a competent group. Chris Greer has done a great job as a general manager uh, acquiring talent for uh, Coach Flores down there getting the right type of guys that Flores wants to coach that fit his scheme. And they're moving definitely in the right direction. I don't see Miami at all as a team that is in trouble. I really don't. I think the Dolphins are okay. All right? You're not in a bad spot. Take your picks. You know what I'm saying? Take your picks and just allow Tua the time to become the quarterback that he needs to be. Quarterback analyst Trent Dilfer absolutely believes that Tua Tua has traits that you can't teach. And he has field vision that is elite. Dilfer was also spot on as it relates to the Jared Goff situation. He said in that, in his evaluation of Goff is that Goff could only read half the field. It turned out to be super right, to be spot on. So if the guy gave me the information on Jared Goff and he is what he said he was, and now he's telling me that Tua has special traits and elite field vision, I'm going to go with the guy that's been more right than wrong. And that guy, say what you want about him as a quarterback. He is a Super Bowl champion, one. And this dude breaks down film like a mother so I'm going to take his, his word on what Tua is and what Tua could be before I'm ready to just go ahead and say, listen, I'll give you all the picks back plus more for Deshaun Watson. Build the team, Miami. Just build the team. You got two first-round picks. You have, a, you have a third overall. You have the 18th overall, Okay. You got $27 million in cap room. You should be able to build around Tua enough where you you will now know. He doesn't start panning out this year. Now you can start talking about the future. And maybe at this point we think that Greer whiffed, right? Because if you don't get the quarterback right, then it nothing that you have done matters. You can be right on your linebacker. You can be right on your cover cover corner. You can be right on your offensive guard. You can be right on your um, right tackle or, you know, or free safety. But if you don't get the quarterback position right, then you end up getting canned. That's just what happens. It is the National Football League, which stands for not for long. Shout out. To Jerry Glanville. I love Jerry Glanville. That dude was awesome. That dude talked a lot of trash. We loved it. Ah, football. Back in the day. Dirty birds and all that. So, Miami, my advice is just to kind of kick back and just relax. Don't push the panic button. Don't get yourself involved in this Deshaun Watson thing. And just allow your quarterback... Who is, who is extremely talented, and we definitely did not see the best of him last year. Let's see 
what year two looks like. Hopefully, an actual training camp. Hopefully, actual OTAs. And then, let's see what Tua is. Keep in mind with Tua, he's coming from Alabama. Alabama is one of the most structured college programs in all of college football. They're actually more like a professional team than they are a collegiate team. So you take a guy who was so grounded in structure, so grounded in being on time and doing things and going to the quarterback uh, room and breaking down tape and going over the whole entire you know, offense for the week and the scheme and what they're going to do in certain situations. And you give him a situation where, you know, and I understand that everybody was in this situation. Herbert was in this situation. But maybe structure for him was something that he needed and he just didn't have. And it was the first time that he kind of had to kind of piecemeal it together. So I am not out on tour time and nor should you South Beach. So... Hit me up on Twitter, QPP Network. Hit me up on Instagram and Facebook at Question Point Pod Network. Yes, yes, they have heard our cries. People retired the joysticks when this game disappeared. People cried. People were upset about their dynasty mode. But yes, NCAA football is back. EA Sports is bringing it back. After seven years, the most iconic and beloved games of EA Sports uh, Library is back, and we're so excited. Now, EA Sports is teaming up with uh, CLC, which is the Collegiate Licensing Company, to make sure that they had its uh, the FBS schools, the traditions, the uniforms, and the playbook. Now, they've guaranteed that it's going to be over 100 teams. In the game. So now they're not going to have, you know, whoever the five-star guy that your team just picked up or whatever. Uh, I think what they're going to do is just have the numbers and you're going to have to play it like that. I don't know if we'll be able to create or change or edit in that fashion. Not a lot of information when it came to that, but boy, when they said it was coming back, I mean, everybody came out the woodworks. You know what I'm saying? Joe Burrow, my dog, who's getting getting ready to come back next season for Cincinnati Bengals. He was like, wait, they bring back the game a year after I leave college? Ah, oh. Yo, so many people were so hyped about this game coming back. I was one. You know, so for all my people that cried out injustice, cried out the lonely voice in the dark, now college football game is coming back to us. Man, so you know what that means, right, gamers? You know, and I know some of you moved over to Madden, but I know some of you just left. I know some of you guys just left. You were super salty about not having a college football game, and I get it, and I understand. So now, we can dust off the sticks. You already know what school you want to be, so that's locked in. You're going to start fretting over your virtual preseason ranking. Oh, are we too low? Can we get to the national championship game? Where we are. 
Where are we ranked? Are we in the top 25? What do you mean we're ranked 23rd in the nation? Are you going soft non-conference? Or do you need to rise up, raise your profile, and defeat one of the, the elite in college football? Depending on where your school is, will you build with three and four stars? Or will you pine away for that five-star guy? When you know you're not Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson. You know what I'm saying? Remember those? Remember the recruiting in the in the in the game? Oh man, I love when they added recruiting. That was the greatest thing that ever happened. Was when you go and you put in your information, you know, you had the little thing, you can move the meter. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about, you know, close to home or prestige in school or scheme that it that the guy fits in. And then you hit the next week button. He's talking about like, we don't really care about your prestige. Doesn't bother us to go far away from home. And it just crushed you. You were sitting there like super mad. Like you were actually Nick Saban upset that a five star was spurning you. Man, this game put us through a lot. I'm going to tell you right now. I had some games where I lost some games like in the last second. And... I just, I mean, like, I was unconsolable for, like, a day. Like, these these games really play with your emotions. So, I'm excited about having it back. But I'm also telling everybody out there, make sure your mental health is straight before you go back to this game. Because it'll do you in. It'll do you in. But kudos to EA Sports. To get this game that we love back up and running. You know what I'm saying? Also, to all the EA fans out there, this is what I want you to do for me. Alright? Tell me what your favorite uh, glitch is in the college football game. Hit me up on QPP Network. Hit me up on Question Point Pod Network on IG and Facebook. But make sure you hit me up. What is your favorite glitch of all time in the NCAA football game? If you have Instagram and you have a screenshot of it, great. Send it to me. I want to see it. Instagram, again, is Question Point Pod Network. For the Twitter, it's QPP Network. So I'll be looking forward to that, EA fans. Yo, let's get them sticks. Let's start dusting them off real nice and something proper. And let's move on to the next topic. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. QP Nation, this is our last winners of the football season. Yo, it's time. Are you ready? So, the big game is here, quotation marks. <laughs> so, we're going to give you an overview, and we're going to give you the pick, obviously. Chiefs Kingdom, what is there to say? Coach T did not even think he would lose a game this year, and he wasn't too far off from his prediction. Going really 14 and 1. That last loss, y'all didn't play anybody, so I don't even count it. QP Sports Exchange is happy to announce that you have done exactly what we thought you would do get to the Super Bowl. Congratulations, Chiefs Kingdom, because in our AFC West preview, we did 
get down with Chiefs Kingdom and Patrick Mahomes and all the weapons and said, we thought you was going to get to this point that you are. So kudos to the Kansas City Chiefs getting to where we thought you would be and being the juggernaut that we thought you were. So we'll talk about a little bit about Patrick Mahomes. I mean, here's the one thing that I'll say about Mahomes. I know everybody wanted to prop up Andrew Luck as like the next John Elway or whatever. Maybe because of what he looked like, right? You know, he looked more like John Elway than Patrick Mahomes looks like John Elway. And it's sad that Andrew Luck's career ended, you know, abruptly. But let me tell you something. Patrick Mahomes is, he's a bad boy. This kid is a bad boy. He has ridiculous arm talent. And his mind is razor sharp. Because if you show him something once, oh, he'll figure it out. He's not a guy that doesn't take in information and then not able to adapt it. He can adapt on the fly. There's a lot of conversations that go on between him and his wide receivers and tight ends and offensive line on the sidelines about just in-game adjustments and things that they just see on the field, not not the, you know, offensive coordinator or, you know, the passing game coach or whatever. And I'm sure every definitely everybody has a, play, a, a role in it. Andy Reid is one of the best in the business. I'm glad that he got his ring, and I'm glad that we are showing, giving him his flowers now because – that man has toiled for a long time. And from my understanding, Andy Reid is one of the most beautiful people on the face of the planet as far as just what kind of man he is and how he cares about his players. You know what I'm saying? So he fits right in to that whole Kansas City vibe. I've been to Kansas City. Let me tell you something. I was there... And I felt so welcomed. I felt like, man, this is a great city. You know, they were supportive. They support their team. They were supportive of their team. They were, you know, it wasn't like, oh, our team sucks. This is terrible. No, it was like, oh, well, we're just, you know, a couple draft picks away. You know, farm system gets better. Going to be good. Everything's going to be all right. So just good people in Kansas City. And Andy Reid just fits that mold. Um, so I'm glad that he's getting his flowers. So back to Mahomes. Mahomes, again, he's just a really talented guy. And I know I'm saying something that's completely obvious. But let's just really appreciate that for a second. His arm talent is probably top three, maybe top two in the NFL. His mind is easily probably top, top three, top five in the NFL. His ability to... Make room in the pocket. Top three. His his uh, his flair for not the dramatic, but his flair for uh, augmenting plays on the fly. He's number one. There's no like better than him on the planet. You can have Lamar Jackson all you want. Be more. Yes, be more. I'm talking to you. You can call me out and say no, Lamar is the best with broken plays and all that. Nope. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback when everything shuts down and everything goes haywire. He's the best quarterback in the league, hands down. As far as leadership, probably about top five already at 25 years old. Game management, probably again, like top five. So So when we say... He's so talented. Let's break it down. So I gave you all these all these accolades on Patrick Mahomes as far as that's concerned. So Kansas City Chiefs Kingdom, I'm glad that you are in dance. And then I got to talk about Tampa. Tampa, welcome to the Super Bowl. I know it's been a while since you've been here. And I know it's been a while since you've been to this 
scary place called the playoffs. But welcome again, and we assure you that it's okay to the point that we are going to let you have the Super Bowl at home. Do you feel better, Tampa? I know this is outside your environment of losing, usually, but welcome to the playoffs. Welcome to the Super Bowl. Now, Tampa, obviously, I'm being facetious. You know, I'm getting a little sarcastic. Understand the jokes. Understand the jokes. Go to the archive pods. Know that they're jokes. So, Brady comes to Tampa Bay. And the team, basically, they they added some stuff. But let's just put it this way. Jameis Winston left. Tom Brady went in. If I'm not mistaken, Mike Evans was the guy last year that he is this year, right? And Chris Godwin was there last year, right? And the tight end break was there last year, right? And Ronald Jones, if I'm not mistaken, was also on that team last year, right? Huh. So if they're all on the team last year, what's the difference? Thomas freaking Brady is the difference. That's the difference. TV 12. TV 12 is the difference of why Tampa is now in the Super Bowl. And last year, they were like 7 and 9. Let's not get it twisted. Tom is the GOAT. He's the man. If anybody, if there are retractors out there, I don't know what you're seeing. Hit me up on Twitter. Tell me. Tell me what I'm missing. QPP Network. Instagram question point pod network. Find me. But I'm going to tell you right now. That dude is the GOAT. That dude is sick. There's something. He's not literally human. I don't know what he's made from. I don't know if it's all organic material. But there's something There's something different about that cat. So this team is 11-5. and five. They do all the things that Tom does all year. Kind of evaluate, figure it out. By week 12, they know who they are. They walked in to Washington. We all knew what was going to happen there. They walked in next week to New Orleans. And everybody was telling me, well, we don't know. This toss-up. I was like, nah. The GOAT is going to win. Then he went to Green Bay. And everybody has said that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league. And you know what? He is. You are absolutely right. But that dude, Tom Brady, TV 12, whatever you want to call him, expatriate, sorry, New England. Sorry, still, I know, I know, I got you. Still too early. Apologize. TB12 is the GOAT, and that dude came to Tampa, beat Washington, beat New Orleans, and then went to Green Bay and took out the baddest man in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers. By the way, Enjoy your uh, your spot on the Pat McAfee show. Shout out to Pat McAfee. Can't wait to see you on NXT soon for the brand, my brother. So, Tom Brady has now taken out these couple Hall of Famers. You know, whatever you want to call them, future Hall of Famers. These dudes, as soon as they say, I'm out. I mean, they can go ahead and start getting the measurements for the gold jackets right away. Okay? They could have been making the bust of the statues on Rodgers and Breeze like three years ago. So it's all good. But Brady's taking them out. Alright? So I've given you a lot of love on Tampa side. I've given you a lot of love on Chiefs Kingdom side. Now, we're going to get to the picks. 
All right, before we get to some picks, I'm going to give you some stats that I kind of looked at to make this decision for me, but I didn't have them make that decision for me. I'm going to tell you right now, I've gone back and forth on this pick since uh, pretty much since last Wednesday, not this last Wednesday, the previous, okay? So before the Football Friday I've been really working on this and trying to figure out who I was going to take in this game. Now, QP Sports Exchange has been super successful in the playoffs. Okay? We've been doing it super, super big. All right? If you don't understand the numbers, let me break them down to you. All right? First of all, pretty much... Since uh, we've been, if we give you a whole playoff record, it'll kind of let you know. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give it to you in a second because we also got the national championship in that game. So, you know what I say about all that. So, right now, we are a beautiful, it's 12-3-1. and 12-3-1, baby. Doing it. Doing it super big. All right. <clears throat> so, here's some stats that I dug out. Hopefully, this will help you. You got two days to figure this out. So, who you're going for, hopefully, these numbers will help you. All right? So, we have a point spread of three. Kansas City's favorite. If you got on the line early, it was three and a half. Okay? So, either way, Kansas City was favored. So, you got that. The over-under on this game is 56 points. Yeah, and it's actually gone down, which is kind of weird. It's gone down to 55.5. Well, we're on on this. We're so fearless. We're still looking at the 56. And because we're not scared of the fire, we're looking at the three points, not the three and a half. You know, QP scores exchange. If we can't do it the right way, we can't do it at all. You know how we do it. All right. So he's, here's these numbers for you, okay? The Buccaneers have 14 plays of over 40 yards plus. The Chiefs have eight plays, eight plays over 40 yard plus. The Buccaneers have 76 plays, 20 yards plus. The Chiefs have 79 plays. Of 20 yards plus. So what does this mean? This big play offense of the Chiefs that everybody's talking about. Tampa is just as good. They're just as good. So when you are looking at all that elite speed on one side. Look at all that tremendous size on the other side. So catch radius. I want that to hashtag out. QP Nation, QP Sports Exchange fans of the podcast, friends of the podcast. Hashtag catch radius. Here are some more interesting stats for you to make your pick for Sunday's big game. Red zone efficiency. Oh, absolutely. Chiefs have to have that all locked up. Hold on. Tampa Bay in offense. Red zone efficiency, they're fifth in the NFL. The Chiefs' offensive red zone efficiency, they're 10th in the NFL. Tampa's defensive red zone efficiency, they are 19th in the NFL. Ooh, that's bad. Okay, right? Advantage, Kansas City. Hold on. The Chiefs' defensive Red zone efficiency is last. They are at 76.6. So that means every time that a team gets to the red zone, three out of four times, actually more than three out of four, they score. When it comes to Tampa, it's 63%. So, you know, however you want to look at that. So a little bit more than three Three out of five times. Quite a bit of this little difference right there. 
just so you know, it's not. See, this is the thing. I think everybody was look, is looking at the speed of the Kansas City Chiefs and going, like, that's a lot of speed, and there's no way that anybody can keep up with it. And you know what? You're right. But also, on the other side, it's really hard to guard a six foot five wide receiver and a six foot six tight end and another six foot four tight end and then a six two wide receiver. So. It's it's apples and oranges, but they both have elite offenses. All right. So, we got more numbers for you. I got to turn the page. This is how many numbers I got. I got seven pages of notes for this football spectacular. All right. Keys to the game. Tampa must keep the game close in the first quarter. The Chiefs have not uh, the Chiefs have a first quarter net rating of plus 24 to the Bucks negative 12. So what that means is that the Bucks have gotten outscored in the you know in the season by 12 points over in the first quarter over the year. And the Chiefs are a plus 24 in the first quarter. So Tampa has to find a way to keep it close. They can't let they can't allow Tyreek Hill to get past the defense. They just can't do it. Mahomes <clears throat> can can Mahomes and KC can they uh turn this into a track meet? Or can Brady lean on Leonard Fournette? Playoff Lenny. Leonard Fournette. I just like, like saying playoff Lenny. He hates it, but he's gonna make a lot of money off of it. And Ronald Jones. So if they find a way to get this game settled into a nice little groove going into second, third, fourth quarter, check this number out. Mahomes and the Chiefs need to tread cautiously against the Jedi Master Tom Brady. Let me tell you why. The Bucks are second in offensive and defensive late management and penalties. I'll say that again. The Buccaneers are second in the NFL in offensive and defensive late adjustments and penalties. So game management is they're pretty elite on both sides of the ball. The Chiefs, on the other hand, they're number one in offense, which we would know, right, because the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes, and they are 12th. In the same category in defense. So not as good. So with all that to be said. Who do you pick? Who do you got? Okay. Hit me up. QPP Network on Twitter. Hit me up on Question Point Pod Network. On Facebook and Instagram. And let me know who you got. Who you got. As the host of QP Sports Exchange. I am going to tell you who I have right now. We are not going to wait anymore. It's time to break it down and give it to you real rugged and raw. Give me the goat. Give me the goat. He completes the trilogy of Breeze, Rogers, and Patrick Mahomes. Tampa Bay 34, Kansas City 33, Tom Brady is the phenom. He is the undertaker because when this game comes around, when this game comes around, there's nobody better to do it. There is nobody better to do what Tom Brady is about to embark on. So, Chiefs Kingdom, I love you. You know that. You know I got true love for you. Patrick Mahomes is a real G, okay? But, unfortunately... It's not going down this weekend. Tampa Bay 34, Kansas City 33. That's your boy's pick. This is Football Friday. You know what I'm saying? So what we're going to do is going to end the show. And we're going to end the show with how we always end the show. <sighs> QP Nation, I, I can't tell you how much I am grateful 
to be able to do this every week for you, twice a week. My football fans out there, if you like basketball, there is a B-Ball Monday. Last week, there was a B-Ball Tuesday. But this, you know, we're going to have a B-Ball Monday this week. All right. It's usually twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. I cannot tell you how much it means to me to be able to do this and to know that there are people out there downloading the pod on a regular basis, getting the information, hopefully enjoying some of the jokes. It is an absolute pleasure for me to do this podcast for you twice a week, bringing nothing but heat. And with that being said, be good to yourself. Take care of you. Then take care of your ones that you hold dear. And then if you have it within your means, whether it's money or whether it's time, take care of your neighbors. QP Nation community, that's what we do and that's what we all about. And with that being said, we are bouncing.